2: My name is Jay Helms, and I am the founder of the W2 Capitalist, the podcast, the mastermind, the community, the movement. I want to welcome you to the first ever W2 Capitalist Virtual Real Estate Investing Summit. Uh, And thank you for being here. Uh, You are here because you want to expand your real estate investing knowledge base and learn from this expert list of panelists that are lined up over the next couple of days. And while we are here to learn on how to expand our wealth, our grow, our experience and our portfolios, this summit, this virtual conference was designed to help raise awareness around one of the greatest organizations on the planet known as Operation Underground Railroad. They also go by OUR for short. You can follow them on social media. Their tags are Our Our Rescue, OUR Rescue. OUR exists to abolish child sex trafficking. I was introduced to OUR several years ago, and each year since, I've been donating more and more to their calls. What's extremely scary about child sex trafficking is how the experts will tell you this goes on in your neighborhood. Uh, your own neighborhood, my own neighborhood, and it is extremely local and prevalent in each of our states, counties, cities, and our communities. And when I first heard this, I thought, probably like many of you right now, what no way, not in my neighborhood. Get that nonsense out of here. So I want to shine the light on how an estimated 2 million children around the globe are caught up in this horrible world of sex trafficking. And I'm not going to beat you over the head with it this entire weekend. Okay. It is a gruesome, disgusting, ugly world. And if you want to learn more details on how just local this is for all of us, I interviewed uh, OUR's development manager. He's recently new to their team, Gary McIntosh. Gary is an extremely smart dude. If you look him up on LinkedIn, you'll see the C-level executive spots that he had um, before he left to go join OUR, right? So he has a wife and three young kids, and he got introduced to them, uh, I think, by watching a video. Somebody said, hey, man, check out this organization. But he was a C-level executive in corporate America. He left that job, took a pay cut to join OUR because like me, he felt he was called to do more. But I interviewed Gary a couple of weeks ago on the W2 Capitalist podcast. Word of warning, uh, some of the things we discuss on that episode might make some of you uncomfortable. Uh, We get real with kind of what's going on. So to help set expectations for how today and tomorrow are going to flow, really today, uh, I'm going to wrap up here in just a few minutes. I have a four minute video that OUR put together for us. I want to play for you. And then, then we'll get into the first presenter, the guy who's going to kick all of this off for us, Mr. Bill Allen. And if it weren't for Bill, I got to, I got to throw this shameless plug to Bill. This event wouldn't be happening this year. I went social and pledged that I was going to raise 10,000 to Operation Underground Railroad on on Facebook. And Bill called me out and he said, make it 50. Right. And I'm thinking, how in the heck am I going to do this? challenge accepted, and then I started working to create this summit. And if you don't have friends like Bill in your corner, you you need to find something to push you. So five things, and I'm going to wrap up, right? I'm going to show you the video. Five things. First one, this is a live event. I am anticipating some technical issues or hiccups, Um, the kind of hiccups that only can happen during COVID-19 quarantine, right? So my wife and kids, I have three kids under five. They're just in the other room. So if one of them uh, runs in half naked screaming, I apologize, I'll do my best to limit those instances, but I imagine this gonna happen. Uh, number two, use the chat feature. If you're already on here, you know that you kind of see the chat going through there. Um, Zoom is an amazing piece of technology that I've been using for a couple of years. I wanted to do this as a webinar uh, instead of a meeting where everybody's camera pops up, but I got to thinking, you know, there are over 525 of you and I did not want to be the mute button King for the weekend. So if you're interested in doing a breakout session, much like I use for the W2Capitalist masterminds, and we can chat, like you're going to see Bill and you're going to see Chris, send me an email, j at w2capitalist.com, and we'll carry this summit to the next level for you. So, uh, but use the chat feature and you can toggle in the corner, you can toggle between who you want to chat with. It can be all the panelists, which are the presenters, or it can be with everyone. So love to see the sidebar conversations going on during that. The third thing, Use the Q&A button. If you're not familiar with Zoom, there is a Q&A button down at the bottom. If you have questions for me or the presenter, place them there because I will get an alert for that. I may not see it if you just place your question in the chat. So make sure you use the Q&A feature and the presenters are going to have their feel if they're going to take questions during their presentations or wait to the end. But as they come up, just go ahead and place them in the Q&A section of Zoom and then um, we'll get to them. All right uh number four there will be potty breaks all right we got a lot of action packed for the next two days but i've put a lot of 15 minutes in between presenters for you to grab a refill stretch your legs go to the bathroom whatever you need to do um obviously you can do that at any time right but i hate walking out of the movies to do any of those things in fear of missing out on some quality content so i want to make sure i built those in uh last thing here i was i'm asking you I am asking you to donate to OUR. Tremendous, tremendous organization. As I said before, my personal goal for this year is to raise $50,000. And if everyone who registered for this summit donates just $125, we'll tremendously exceed that goal. So some of you will will donate less than that. Some of you will donate more. Um, Then there are those of you probably staring at me right now thinking, how the hell am I supposed to donate anything with COVID-19 going on? I get it. Everybody's situation is different but I've created two ways for you to donate, right? Uh, by the way, OUR is a, is a 501c3 entity, which means your donations are 100% tax deductible. So just so we're clear, I'll, I'll never touch this money. This money goes directly to OUR, and I've set up two ways for you to donate. You can text from your smartphone, or I guess it has to be a smartphone, uh, W2cap, W2CAP to 41404, and you'll receive a link that'll get, go directly to our fundraiser page. You can also go back to w2capsummit.com and you can click the red donate to OUR button at the top of the page. Okay. I am glad you're here. I am looking forward to learning just as much as probably any of you from all these guys that I've been following, creating relationships over for the last couple of years. Before we get into the quality content that I know Bill is gonna kick us off with, I'm gonna show you this four minute video from Tim Ballard. He's the founder and CEO, Operation Underground Railroad. And then I'm gonna hand things off to Mr. Allen. So if I can figure out where that is on my screen, uh, we'll get into that, all right? So let's do this. Hi, my name is Tim
1: Ballard. I'm the founder and CEO of Operation Underground Railroad. Our organization exists to infiltrate the dark world of human trafficking. Human trafficking is a worldwide problem. It's the fastest growing criminal enterprise on the planet. Millions of people, including children, are stuck in this, sold in the commercial sex trade, sold in the slave labor trade, sold in organ harvesting. This is real, this problem is growing, and we need to do something about it. We need to come together to do something about it. One of the reasons that human trafficking has been able to grow so fast is that people don't know it's happening people aren't aware even though it's right before their faces because it's too hard sometimes to recognize it's too hard to accept that something so horrific could be happening to people could be happening to children
0: Hold well, on. I, don't know. I don't know. Like,
3: I just want to make sure there's no, no funny business. You know what I mean?
2: No funny business. We're excited. We're going to go get in. There. Okay? Sit tight for a
0: second.
2: Hey, please, put the drink down. Put the drink down. Sit to okay? Put your hands on your face. What
0: people don't understand is how easy it is to purchase a child online. It's as easy as ordering a pizza. What I say to those that harm children is I'd much rather be the person that's staring them in the eyes than that child that they showed up to harm. The reason being is I've seen those children. I've looked them in the eyes and I've seen the pain and I've seen what they've gone through. And I'd much rather it be me than that child. What I would tell someone is this is absolutely happening in your community. Every time I set up one of these ops, I go all across the state, I always think, you know, no one's gonna show up this time. Every single time somebody shows up, and every single time we do these, the the number increases. I can think of one operation we did was in a smaller community, and I thought, you know, we're probably going to get seven or eight people. And ultimately we ended up arresting 26. And that's in a small community where they thought, there's no way this is happening in, in our town. So I'm here to say absolutely this is happening in your area.
3: My name is Jessica, and I'm the Director of Aftercare for Operation Underground Railroad, and we are here in South America. Operation Underground Railroad started with doing a lot of sting operations and really coming alongside and supporting local governments. One of the things that not everyone knows about Operation Underground Railroad is how passionate they are about aftercare believe so strongly that when the arrest happens and the girls are freed, that that's just the beginning of the journey. If you're not able to really have aftercare with services of mental health, with vocational training, with creating places where they can go to create a livable income, then 80% go back into some type of sexual exploitation or trafficking. But what that says to me is there's 80% of children and teenagers and young adults that we can have an impact on. We have the opportunity to help them with vocational training, with providing some type of skill so that they can have a livable income. And so that they never have to go back to any type of human trafficking or sexual exploitation, but that their dreams can really be fulfilled, that they have that opportunity to explore what they feel like they were meant to do and why they're on this earth.
2: Uh, Very way to kick off a summit, but it is something that I am. Um, immensely been gravitating toward and to help, but as I've had kids and I'm starting to gravitate to to see how these things actually happen. So um, one of the things that we're going to do as I show slides that happen, they're going to pop up between presenter and presenter. You're going to see just how local this is. Um, Sting operations that have happened in the the last uh, several months, Uh, the states they've happened in, the countries they've happened in, but I'm gonna stop talking now. We've gotten we've gotten into Bill Allen's time, and I want to flip it over to Bill, Mr. Allen. Welcome, sir. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for pushing me. If it weren't for you, buddy, I don't I don't think we'd be here right now. So thank you.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah good. I got a microphone on. So, um, can everybody see? They can see all of us, or just see the speaker? That's uh, okay. So you guys can see me the whole time, I guess, huh? So. Yes, all sir. right. Um, fr- first of all, Jay, like. Number one, thank you for putting this together. So um, I, while I was reading through some of the chat, I don't know if you guys saw this one, but um, Jay's wife said, hello from upstairs, kill it, baby. So <laughs> that kind of support is what keeps us going and driving. So that is awesome. Like your wife is upstairs with three kids under five chatting and on this, watching this. So y- yes. you're a lucky, lucky man. Absolutely. And I know that a lot of us have that kind of support at home. So it's awesome. Uh, so I- I'm, I'm, right now it's an honor to be the one to kick this off with you and uh, kind of set the tone for this. And um, putting something like this together is so much work, believe me. Uh, I, I, this means so much to me that I have left another event that I'm running with hundreds of people on the exact same setup as this. We're having the same technical issues <laughs> and things to be here with you guys for a little bit of time to kind of kick this off. So it's an honor to me and it means a ton to me that you even asked me to come here. And it's my intent over this next short period of time to share with you guys something that hopefully changes the future and the direction of your next two days for this event and your life. So um, I don't normally look like this. I have, like, uh, I have a crazy mohawk right now. So I'm a military guy. Like my background is, is Navy. I'm still a reservist. Um, but I needed something. I'm putting on a virtual event right now. I needed something to wow my people because we're not in person. We're virtual like this, right? And so I needed this shock and awe factor. So I just figured I'm not going to put on a hat because I have to go back there. So I'm going to keep it. So you guys get the first ever mohawk that I've ever had. So I don't normally look like this.
2: I think you need to keep it. We'll take a poll, but I think you need to keep it.
1: Yeah, uh, no chance. It will not last. (laughs) So a little bit about my story real quick to kind of set the tone. Like, why should I listen to this guy? I always like to start there. For me, like, O U R means a ton. Watching that video, uh, there were three people in that video. Um, and, and I've met two, two of the three of them spent quite a bit of time with Matt Osborne, who was, he was real quick in that video, but he kicks down the doors. Um, one of the operational guys, Tim Ballard, uh, the creator and founder of that organization spent time with him. He's come and spoke at some of my events and Jessica Mass. She's amazing. She's actually coming to speak at our event in October. So um, they do some incredible work and I got pulled into this organization a couple years ago where I watched a video much like that and it changed the way that I think about the world. I have three little boys two, I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a two-year-old and just thinking about everything that, that is possible. It's out there. Once my eyes were open, I couldn't turn it off. So it's an amazing organization. What Jay didn't mention is that the majority of that amount of money that flows through that organization goes to the operations, the aftercare, and everything. It's not Uh, there's only a couple people on staff. And the reason I know is because when I watched the video for the first time, I said that I I wanna be a part of this. I need to do something. I need to become a part of this organization. I'm now the the director for volunteers in Nashville, Tennessee. And pretty much all the volunteers that come through Tennessee come through me and my assistant. And we put on events, we raise money. And that's part of the reason why when I saw Jay say 10,000, I said, why not 50? Because it's my goal to figure out how to raise a million dollars a year. So like if we can keep doing that and keep figuring out how to do that, Um, we're gonna raise each other to another level. And that's what this event is all about. So OUR is absolutely amazing. It takes about $10,000 to actually like liberate, educate a a child and get them up and going. A lot of times when they come back into aftercare, if not properly cared for and set up, they go back to, um, to their old life. It could be drugs, it could be being trafficked, those kind of things. So that aftercare, this organization is so different because they actually kick down the doors and they do the aftercare and they do the education and they teach police officers. And it's here in the United States and overseas. So massive, massive, Like I love this organization. I give a ton of money to it. And I, I'm like, I was able, it took me six months to knock on their door and say, hey, I'm here. I want to do more. I want to help you in Nashville. I want to be a part of this. And it took them so long because they don't have a lot of full-time staff. They don't have a lot of, um, a lot of people that they pay salaries. All the money goes towards um, the good and the, the everything that they're doing. So really, really incredible that you're doing this for that organization. It's awesome. So um, my story, I'm a military guy. I uh, flew helicopters and airplanes in the, in the Navy. And then um, I started a real estate business. Uh, uh, I buy and sell houses. As I moved, I would rent them out. But I really, about five or six years ago, I started uh, flipping at scale, like flipping in wholesaling houses. So that's my background. We, in the past three years, this will be year four, we've done somewhere between 160 and 200 deals a year and a couple million dollars in kind of gross profit before expenses. So that's my background. I'm not, I'm not going to dive into that stuff. What I want to do is I want to set the tone for this event for you guys, more in the mindset and how you can get the most out of this event. And um, the mindset is really, it's interesting. A lot of people talk about it and they kind of play lip service to it. And really when we dig into it, this is the the only thing that matters the tactics the specifics all those things if you don't have your mindset right and where you're going and what direction you want to go and your why and all those things and the stories that you tell yourself you're never you're you're not you're just not going to make it you're not the people that come on over these next two days i'm sure that you'll find that they they're confident in where they're going they understand it and i'm going to share some of the things i'm going to share like two big concepts with you today that have changed Everything, change the way that I think, change the way that I act. They really make me understand why successful people are successful and the people who struggle or never get started or all those things just, they don't. Or the people that do start, start some momentum, they, they have trouble really taking off. Um, I went from doing one deal a year to doing almost 70 deals, then 135, then 187. Then we went back to like 168, but we made more money. So, like, I was able to go from small to really big, really fast because of some of the ways that I think. And at the time, I didn't know why, but looking back, I've had some staff members come to me and say, you think differently than a lot of people. So I wanna share, I'll start with this. Um, I'm gonna share my screen real quick. And I don't have like a, a, I won't say boring PowerPoint, but I don't have a PowerPoint presentation that I'm gonna share with you guys. Um, But I do have a couple of quick slides. I think I figured out how to share my, uh, my iPad screen. So let's see if it works. Jay, can you just give me the thumb? Like, can you see that? Okay, um, I'm an engineer. My background is engineering. I'm kind of a computer nerd and a, a numbers a data nerd. So, um, this, this simple equation is something that Jack Canfield said uh, one time that I, I just grasped and, and held on to. And I think it's really, really important today. A lot of you guys are W 2 employees that are looking to invest in real estate on the side, potentially going full time. Some of you are full time real estate. Um, you come from all different backgrounds your so commercial background here, residential, all different things, wholesalers, flippers, multifamily. All of these things. It all comes down to this. There's Jay mentioned it, this coronavirus thing that's happening right now. So this is something that happened. And we have things that happen all the time. And he defines those as an event, right? This E is the event. So there's an event that happens. And if you look at the the right side of that equation, it's the O, it's the outcome. So we want some sort of outcome. You're on this, you're in this group, you're you're doing this business because you want an outcome. And a lot of people who don't get the outcome that they want, what do they do? They blame the event. They say, oh, because of this, I didn't get where I want to go. I didn't do what I wanted to do. I wasn't able to get to that point that I was going to make. And they blame the event. This is what typical people do. And the, the one percenters, the folks that really make it, they focus not on the event, but they focus on that R, the response. So E plus R equals O is what he said. So if you want to define the outcome, it's the event plus the response to that event. So right now, I'll ask you guys a question. What is the response that you're having right now? What is the response that you've had to the last month, the last 40 days or so, when things started to change, things got a little bit uncomfortable, they changed, it wasn't normal. There was some sort of response that you gave, and there's some outcome that you want in your life right now. And a lot of people right now are pointing at that event. They're pointing at this coronavirus, they're pointing to a, an outbreak, a, all of these things, but they don't think about what their response is. So I wanna plant this in your mind these next two days and start thinking about what your response is gonna be in the future to the events because that will dictate the outcome that you see. It's a simple equation, but you can't change the event. You wanna change the response, the only thing, or or the outcome, the only thing that you can change is your response. And how you respond to things is really, really important. So I'm gonna kind of bounce back and forth between sharing my screen and not, but I wanted you guys to see that equation so that you would know as I talk about it that you've seen it. Okay. So for me now, a quick story, I'm a, I was a Navy helicopter pilot. I flew uh, H-60 Sierras, which is um, some of you guys might know what that is, but it's basically the Blackhawk. If you ever seen Blackhawk down, it's like a Blackhawk. And we would move people around. We would do combat search and rescue exercises. We'd, we'd have, do some SEAL training down in San Diego with the SEALs. We'd fly them around. They'd fast rope. They'd do all these things. And I would work up to become a helicopter aircraft commander. And that aircraft commander signs for a $35 million helicopter. And they're in charge of the person to the left or the right, if you're sitting up front in the cockpit, and you're in charge of the people in the back. you got an air crewman, a a rescue swimmer. And if there's any other Navy SEALs or anybody else that you're transporting around, you're in charge. You sign for the airplane, it's up to you. And what I found was that this mindset, it translates to leadership. And leadership and mindset go hand in hand. And if you think that you don't need to be a leader because you don't manage any people, or it's just you, or you're in this real estate business by yourself, you manage yourself. You manage your. You lead yourself. You lead yourself to where you're going, your mindset, your family, your community, your church, potentially. If you're, if you're a W-2 employee, your job, you might be in charge of some people. Leadership is so, so important, and it starts with this, this mindset, this, this how we think about what we think. We tell ourselves stories in our head, and those stories produce that response that we're going to give. So, when I, was, when I was training to become an aircraft commander, I'd have to figure out how to make decisions. And I feel like the people who can make decisions as fast as possible are the people who can move people to lead and change and adapt. So this response is really important, like how you respond to things and what you project and what you say is so important. So as I was flying helicopters around San Diego, I'm watching other leaders. I'm, I was a second pilot watching the pilots and deciding who I was going to become and who I wanted to follow and who I didn't want to follow. And that was kind of what like my decision making point of who are going to be my leaders and my mentors to emulate and adapt to and, and watch what they're doing. And the, those are the people that followed these kind of things. They would take ownership of what happened. They would be responsible. That response was up to them. They wouldn't blame, they wouldn't point fingers, they wouldn't blame the event like's happening right now to a lot of people. I can't do what I want to do. I can't be where I want to be. I can't do all these things because of this event. You can. You can have everything that you want. You can have anything that you want in life. You just have to go and take those steps and get your mind right. So, that leadership skill as I moved up and I was able to start signing for air, for helicopters, a 35 million dollar helicopter and multiple people's lives at stake every day that I got to fly. And what I did was I was having to take in information, make a decision, and project it back to my team and who was in in that helicopter with me. The faster I could do that, the faster I could download information, make a decision, use my past and my current, my past and present circumstances, as well as my future projections to determine where we should go and what we should do were so important because then I could communicate that to my team and my staff, or I say my staff now because that's what I do in my business, my team in the helicopter. So the faster I can make those decisions and the more confident that I sounded in my response to these different events, when everything goes wrong, you know, everything hits the fan, stuff happens, I got to make, I got to take action. And they got to see that I'm confident. And that's where that leadership and mindset piece come together. So as you're sitting here for the next two days, take this stuff in and look and see who's presenting. Look and see what they're doing. Look and see how they're talking and speaking to you and, and look at their confidence. They know their stuff like that is the level that you want to start working to start downloading this information and start seeing that they're likely not going to blame anything that's going on they're probably going to be using words like opportunity they're probably going to use terms like like risk and and mitigation and what are we doing and contingencies and things like that and that's all it was about and that's all it is about in business and in life is taking this response and redirecting and adjusting what the outcome that we want is so It's your decision on outcome. So when it comes to mindset, like when you look back, like what's right now, I I, I realize I can't see you guys. You can't give me the feedback that I love at a live event. But if you guys just drop in the chat, just start like telling me what's stopping you from getting where you want to be. So uh, hopefully nobody writes like the coronavirus in there, like the event, but like what is going on in your mind? The stories that we tell ourselves stop us from getting to where we want to go, getting that outcome that we want. So start like thinking about that, start dropping in the chat, anything. Like um, I, uh, I, I don't have any money. I like anything that's stopping you now or has stopped you in the past. That's what I wanna see. Because this, all of this stuff, not having enough volume. Okay, uncertainties of the current real estate market. Okay, yeah, for sure. Money, finding investors, cash. Okay, keep going, keep going. Just start putting them in there. Like I want you guys to just put, and it could be things that stopped you in the past. What stopped you in the past? Money, knowledge. Okay, knowledge is a good one. Analysis paralysis, PCSing every two years. Hey, I've been there. I know what that's like. I was active duty for almost 15 years. Fear and confidence. Uh, confidence. Limiting beliefs. So limiting beliefs is exactly what we're talking about. What are those? Like dig deeper, deeper. Like what's real? Fear. Fear is a good one. Saving enough money for a down payment. Um, fear of loss. Okay, I, I, could, I could lose money. Money, limiting beliefs. So okay, I love this stuff. Like tons of stuff. Age, okay? Spending enough time growing my network. The risk. Focus. So all this stuff is so, so important to really diagnose What's happening in your mind? Because when I got started in this business, the stories that I was telling myself in my head were: I need more money. I don't have enough information. The knowledge isn't there. I need to learn more before I can get started. All of these things that I'm telling myself are, that, and they're resulting in something like me in it not taking action. This analysis paralysis that some people mention. I'll tell you right now: um, I've raised millions and millions of dollars uh, in, in the past few years. I think you could take all of my money, drop me on the corner and I'd be able to be successful and raise money and money would never be an issue for me again because that's a dragon that I have been able to slay in my mindset and my limiting belief because I saw some results, like I started seeing results. So the next thing that I wanna share with you, the next concept and I'm gonna put it up here on the screen is is what I, I was at an event recently and somebody shared this with me and I'll share who it was and this is what, what really got me thinking that I didn't really understand what was going on in my mind. Because I was shattering these limiting beliefs and I was just slaying them like dragons on a regular basis. And he shared these four blocks with me. And you guys may have seen this before. Let me see if I can pull the chat back up. I seem to have lost it. So you guys may have seen this before. Let me pull the chat over to the other screen real quick. Sorry. These are the technical difficulties that he was talking about. I'm usually pretty good with this. I've had practice all day. Okay. So these are the I want to see your guys' comments because it's going to help me. So, so these, these four box, blocks right here, I was slaying these dragons. I was able to kill these mindset issues and they would never stop me again. Once I slayed the, that, that, that mindset issue and the limiting belief and I crushed it, it doesn't come back. Some of them do come back. Um, I'll share one for me as an example. Um, this, there's something called imposter syndrome. So I speak on different stages. I have different like mastermind groups and things like that. And I, I'm, sometimes I think like, am I really at the level that I should be to be able to give advice, to speak at events, to have thousand people in the audience that I'm talking to. Am am I really there? And sometimes, you know, because you go home and you're just like husband, father, like the kids like, like doing crazy. Like my babies are spitting up on me and throwing things at me and treating me like it's you, you, you have this totally different kind of persona and reality and this idea of who you are. And so a lot of that stuff comes back to this. And so, It's easy to slay some of these things, but some of them it's not. So I'm gonna write in here as we go. So right here, this all starts with potential. So what, I'm gonna write it in here. So we got potential. And I told you I was gonna share who, uh, so I was at uh, an event where Tony Robbins was speaking for about two hours, three hours. And he shared this with me. And it really like kind of took, put me to a place where I, I get it now, I get it. So potential, in the chat box, tell me like, how much potential do you think that we have as humans? How much potential? Like um, a lot, a little bit, some potential. Like how much do you think that you have? Like how much potential do you have? Not what you're doing right now, huge amount. Okay, Greg said unlimited. Who else? Come on, keep it coming. How much potential do you guys have? Come on, give me the feedback. There we go. More than we think, infinite amount. So keep going, keep going, keep going. So you have basically, the human being has an, like do you have more time or less time in the day than I do? Do I have more time or less time in the day than Richard Branson does? Like, we all have 24 hours in a day. We all have the same potential. We, more than I can imagine, somebody said, fantastic. Like, that's right. You have virtually unlimited potential. Like, I can't probably fly the moon with my arms right now, but we have a virtually unlimited potential. And a lot of it is not being tapped into. So right now, you guys have this potential, okay? And from here, you start taking action, okay? So we got this potential. We got this idea that we have this potential, and then we start taking some action. And you start doing some things. You're right here. You're on this, uh, this virtual summit. You're learning about real estate. You're learning about invest- You're learning about mindset right now. So you, you take this action. You do something. So you sign up for this. You attend. You take this action. You're like, I have this potential. I want to do it. I, I really want to get into real estate. And I take this action. Okay? And then you start seeing results. And these results are so important. And I'm going to get back to this as I fill in these blocks. So you get some results, right? And then it comes over here to this final block. And it's belief. And so what happens here is we come around and we have some results and we start changing our beliefs potentially. So you start with these beliefs. You have this mindset. You have these limiting beliefs that you guys are talking about. I have no money. I, have, I don't have the network. I don't have, um, I don't have the knowledge. I'm scared. Fear is holding me back. The uncertainty in the marketplace. You have all these beliefs, right? So those negative limiting beliefs are ruining your potential. Like the, the thought of what you think that you're capable of doing Because you say, I don't have this. I don't, I don't, I don't. These are breaks. They're not gas. They're not goes. They're not the leadership. They're not the words that you say, you know, let's go, keep going, nice job, I'm sorry, you know, keep up the good work. They're not the go. They're not the gas. They're the break. So these beliefs are so important. And what the stories that you tell in your mind are these beliefs. The stories that you say, like what you tell yourself is so important. That mindset piece that I started with, this is the most important piece right here. Because what this belief does is if you start there, it screws up your potential. You say, you know what? I can't do that. I can't do it because of this. You find an excuse. You blame something else. You blame the event that I started with, right? And your response changes because of that. Now, if you go back, let's use a, uh, like my son, for example. He's five years old. He's full of energy. He's full of life. And he comes up to me and he says, daddy, daddy, I got this great idea. I want to be the first kid on the moon. And he said that to me the other day. And my response to that could have been, that's not possible. You can't do it. We tried it, doesn't work, gotta be older, You gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. And that's like his belief is that he can. So he sees he has this potential, this huge potential. And what happens over our life is we just get beat down by lots of things. Maybe small failures, maybe things that, maybe something our, our family told us, maybe some situation or something that happened in our, in our early years in our life. And it changes our belief. So we say we can't do that and adjust our potential. And then it slows or stops our action. And then we see no results because we don't take action. So what happens, and I'm gonna try to use this feature. So hopefully, can you guys see this red line? So you start going this way. So I see a lot of investors go this way. And if I can kind of draw this, it's like this red line going this way. And what happens is they see a reduction in potential. So their potential right here goes down and they change their beliefs to it's not possible. You can't do it. There might be somebody in the beginning of this presentation that said, I can't go from doing one deal to doing 70 deals in the first year. Why not? Why can't you? I mean, I didn't think I could either. My goal was to do 12. Um, Jay probably thinks that doing $50,000 for OUR is impossible. I think it is. I think it's very, very possible. And I think you can go to 100 and 150 and 250 and 500 and a million. I've seen somebody raise a million dollars in one event, at one event for them. And when I saw that, that changed my belief. And then what did it do? It changed my potential and it changed my actions and it's gonna change my results. So what you see is you, go, you wanna go around this way. And if you ever read a book called Good to Great by Jim Collins, he talks about the doom loop and the flywheel. The flywheel is creating momentum that you start building up, it's going that way. The doom loop is when you start going the other way and you start seeing that your, your beliefs are starting to change because you don't think that you have the potential. And then you don't take any action. You don't get any results. It's, it's the downward spiral. So you have to understand in all of this, and I'm going to erase this because I don't want you guys to, to look at this and get stuck on it. I want you guys to only see one way. And now you have all this potential. So everybody said they have unlimited potential. You wrote that in the chat box. But my question to you is, do you really believe it? Do you believe that you have unlimited potential? or nearly unlimited potential. I do. I think that I can pretty much accomplish anything that I put my mind to. It's going to take work and energy and effort for sure. It's not easy. It's it's not a get rich quick type process and program and all that stuff. But I, I believe that I have unlimited potential or near it. And then it's just kind of about what do I want? And so what I do and the struggle that a lot of newer investors have is when they take this action. So they take action here and all they're thinking about is the result, like a new investor going from zero to one deals. That's where I see the biggest struggle here is all they think about is I want to get that one deal done. And that is where they measure success. So you have to see success in these results. You have to see results in order to keep going and change your belief. So the real struggle and thing I'm going to challenge you guys with over the next few minutes that I have with you is to define and measure your results. Because if you are looking at these big results, like if I said this year, if I don't raise a million dollars for OUR this year, I'm gonna be a failure. The whole time that I'm leading up to this, I'm gonna start getting beaten down. My results are not gonna be coming. I'm gonna be taking all these big actions and I'm not gonna see the results. And I'm being too hard on myself. So what happens is my beliefs change. I start, I start saying, you know what? Maybe I can't do it. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe, maybe I can't, maybe I won't. Maybe it's never gonna happen. It's too hard. I, that guy can do it, but I can't do it. And what does that do? It changes my potential which immediately changes my actions. And so um, the big thing, and I'm gonna stop sharing this right now just so I think you guys have it, so I can kind of look at you. The biggest thing for you guys is to, and we can use a marketing campaign for an example. I see people that send mailers, they send postcards, letters, whatever, text messaging, whatever they're doing for marketing. And they're saying, their, their goal is to get the, the, that deal, that deal, those two deals, those three deals to pay for their marketing. And what they, what they see is they're measuring their, their results based on that. They're taking action, they're going out, they're sending the cards, they're getting some calls back, but they're measuring their results based on the end state of where they wanna be. They're not looking at breaking it up and segmenting it over time. Because when you start segmenting it out, what I share with them is, and I, I have a lot, a lot of people that come in that, that I work with, and this is, this is the biggest thing. They say, yeah, but I, but I didn't get the result that I wanted. I didn't get the deal. I, didn't, I sent out like, you know, 5,000 pieces. I got, I got no money coming in. But what did you get? You got, you, got, you got a phone call. You got multiple phone calls. You had conversations. You made offers. You analyzed properties. You met with sellers. You got, you got heard the word no over and over and over again. You might have had to try to go out and raise some money. You did lots of things. All of those are results. You need to look at every single individual result as a plus and a bonus so it can change your belief it can change your potential, and then you'll take more action. So people talk about massive action, massive action, massive action. It's important, but what's more important in my mind is that you measure the results properly so you don't get stuck there, because what happens is they take this massive action, they don't see results, they don't see them as fast as they, they want to, so what happens is they go back and they say, you know what, this doesn't work, I'm gonna go do something else. So if there's one thing that I can share with you guys today, it's the fact that you need to break up and segment your results and really look and be, be reasonable with that. You know, um, what Bill Gates said, we uh, overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in 10, right? So like this huge, huge, huge thing. Like every year, my goals are too big sometimes. And what I've, when I look back and what I've accomplished over time, if you don't take time to look back and see how far you've come, what happens is you change your beliefs and your potential goes down. So, you know, I think... If I can get, leave you guys with anything, it's these two equations. It's that it's those four blocks, and it's that E plus R equals O. And when you marry those together, you know that those results or that response that you have to the event, it all stems from your mindset and where you come from. So as you guys come into this event over these next few days, you have got a choice to make. You can multitask and do lots of things, or you can be here. You can be present, and you can really like take just write down that box. And I, my recommendation is you slap that thing right on the wall, right next to your office, right next to your computer, where you spend all your time. You look at it every single day and you analyze everything that you do based on that. And you really start thinking about your limiting beliefs and start changing them. So all those things that you guys wrote in the chat box, like all those limiting beliefs is really what I want you guys to see is I want you guys to go through there and and write them down. Like that limiting belief of I can't get money. Write it down and say, okay, as I go through this, like what is the action that I'm gonna take to go get some money And what's the result that I expect? And my result in the beginning is just a conversation. Just having a conversation with somebody about raising some money, about possibly investing with you on a flip or apartment building or something. And then it moves up to having a couple conversations then potentially getting some money, like having a a certain amount of money that you're raising. But if you go all the way to, I wanna raise a million dollars in the next 30 days and you've never raised a dollar before, of course, you're gonna take action. You're gonna fail. You're gonna go back and you're gonna say, you know what, maybe I can't do it. Maybe I don't know any people with money or it just doesn't work it's working. It's working for a lot of people out there. It's working for the people that have the right mindset. That's the most important thing. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. The, the mindset of what you do and how you do it is so important. And the next thing that obviously, Jay wants to raise $50,000 for this event. One thing that I didn't share for Operation Underground Railroad that I want to share really quickly is it does happen in our backyard. I live in Spring Hill, Tennessee. I live about 20 minutes south of Nashville. Um, in January of 2020, in Spring Hill, Tennessee, right down the street from my house, um, there was a huge thing operation. I know the guy who was running it. He, Him and I have been working on a project here. And he's like, hey, man, I can't do much because we're tracking this 17-year-old girl that's being trafficked uh, in the area. And I was like, wow. And then as I talked to him later, um, there was uh, I, somewhere between, I think it was like 13 to 17 people arrested. Um, I didn't prep, uh, but I was watching that video thinking about it. I think it was 17 people arrested um, just right down the street from my house. Uh, I could probably... I don't know if I had a really strong arm, I could probably throw a baseball and hit the area and that'd happen. So, and I live in a in a pretty nice neighborhood and mostly uh, so, like soccer moms, families, this kind of stuff. And we, it's it's the best school system in Williamson County. Uh, amazing place that you never thought any of this stuff's happening It's happening right down the street from my house. So it's happening there, and I think it's a it's a it's an awesome charity. It's an awesome benefit, and uh, I tell you what, when I get off of here, I'm gonna go to that link and I'm gonna put twenty five two thousand five hundred dollars in there. So um, I'm gonna challenge you guys to uh, step up your game. And uh, I donate a ton to this charity, but uh, you guys all got some stimulus checks, probably. You got lots of different things. My question is, what are you gonna do with it? So I agree with Jay. It might be a tough time for some of you, and it's it's a tough time for me and my businesses. From you know we're, we have a I have a big high operating costs and things like that, but um, these are people that need it. So uh, there you go, Jay. 2,500 bucks uh, from me and uh, we'll see how close you get to 50 and then uh, maybe I can do more as you get
2: there. Yeah, um, so that's something we did not talk about. You just surprised the hell out of me. So uh, that's that's incredible. That's awesome. Uh, Bill, you freaking killed it, man. I, I'm sitting here. I'm ready to go run through walls, right? I mean, that is freaking awesome. Do you have time for one question? I had one question pop in. You got about five minutes. I know you're on a very tight Time frame?
1: No, no, my schedule's okay. Yeah, they can wait for me. This is important. Okay.
2: Um, John Guzman asked, "How did how do you use other people's money to invest?"
1: Yeah, so for me, uh, we we basically are wholesalers and flippers. In my wholesaling business, we don't use other people's money really. But my flipping business, um, we raise a lot of money. We probably use about two and a half million um, right now on a daily basis, and um, two different ways. We'll put a mortgage on the property or we'll use it. Um, if I have some people that just, they don't want to sign like releases of mortgages and things like that. So, we have a little bit of unsecured money that we uh, use as like promissory notes on an annual basis and renew them. And some people get paid interest on a monthly basis. Some people kind of uh, compound their interest over time. Uh, it's, it's very, I'll tell you, the biggest thing for me on money is I find out what they want to do. Like, what do you want? So, I right. make it a consultation and when they tell me what they want, they might be, older and they want cash flow. they might be younger and it's an IRA and they don't care. They want to grow it as fast as possible. So I just kind of find out what they want. And if look, Zig Ziglar said it best. If you help enough people get what they want, then you'll get what you want. So start from them. It's a people business. We figure out what they want to do and, and help them make money. But the biggest thing is tell them it's an, it's an opportunity that you're providing for them. You're not asking them for money. Like it's not a charity. Okay. It's right. you're running a business. You're giving them the opportunity. You don't need them. They need you. And if you can set that stage and that conversation that way, and that mindset is in you, like I, when they can smell desperation when you need money, so bring it that way.
2: Great, great answer. Yeah, um, it is the paradigm shift, right, to think that way. And we had a young guy in the, in the mastermind group the other night talk about, I now realize that I am giving them an opportunity, right? I'm not asking them to do something. It was, it was. amazing to see that light bulb go off in his head. So, um, I share a book. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. It's not mine. Uh, so a woman named Susan (laughs) Lasseter Lyons, she wrote a book called getting the money. Um, I honestly, that's if there's only, I recommend like three books for most different things. That's the only book I think that you need to read to raise a bunch of money. That's it.
2: It's phenomenal book. And her name was, what was the name?
1: Her name's Susan Lasseter Lyons, L Y O N S. And it's called getting the money. Like if Jay, if you haven't read it, just go read it. Like, read
2: that. I book. haven't. I just wrote it down.
1: <laughs> you, will, you can read it in like three hours on a Kindle. It's super fast read, and um, it really is a relationship uh, borrowing, and and that 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 whole concept. It will change the way that you think. It will change your entire mindset about money. She's phenomenal.
2: Adding it to my uh, to do list. You should interview Bill, her too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody just posted the link in the chat. Brian Hogan. Thank you very much, sir. Um, that is awesome. Bill, thank you very much. I know it's a hectic weekend for you. Uh, I swapped a couple emails with your wife as well to, to connect all this. I think I confused her on some of things, but we worked it out, obviously. So, if you would mind telling her, thank you very much. Thank you very much. We're going to take a quick break. Coming up next is Jake and Gina. Oh, one thing, Bill, I didn't put this. I mean, it's all on the site and everything. If people want to get in touch with you to talk more, talk about more mindset, talk about flipping, get involved with seven figure flipping, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Um, yeah, you, I got a couple different like pages that we put some stuff out. Um, so uh, let's see, pretty much the, like this thing right here, seven figure flipping, the number seven figure flipping is uh, sevenfigureflipping.com is our website. That's probably the best way. I have a podcast called seven figure flipping. And then uh, I'm on like Facebook and Instagram as uh, Bill Allen REI. So uh, at Bill Allen REI real estate investing. You can find me there and I don't know, follow along with some of the quotes and stuff that I put out trying to motivate people. The mindset is something that I'm really working on a lot for myself too right now.
2: Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And we've got links to most of those, your website, your Facebook and your Instagram on the website, W2CAP Summit.
1: Yeah, that's the best place. I mean, I, I, I spend, I don't know, I spend a lot of time online trying to help some of the (laughs) folks.
2: Me too, buddy. So uh, thank you, Bill. Appreciate it very much. Uh, everybody else, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take about 10 minutes. Up next is Jake and Gino, and they're going to talk about uh, multifamily, right? So we're going to take a quick, min- uh, quick minute. Guys, I r- highly recommend you've got to pace yourself through this, um, sitting through this kind of event for uh, – I did it for four or five days last week in my W-2. you got to pace yourself. you got to get up. you got to walk around and stretch. We're going to start at 3.30 sharp. Uh, that is Central Time, barring no technical, no technical issues. So I will see you guys shortly. Thank you, Bill. DJ, thanks for having me.